This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Into Me See. A place where we learn about deep connection with yourself, those close to you, and, and with, with God. God. In our program, Into Me See, we deal with reality, restoration, and redemption in the face of addiction. We uncover intimacy as seeing into me and the role it plays in healthy relationships. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. In this program, we explore what intimacy means and how to work towards it. And by the way, sex is only a part of intimacy. Yes, there's a lot more to say about that. We have learned to journey from disconnect to greater intimacy through our challenges and joys during our 38 years of marriage. I am Frederick Wools. And I'm Suki Wools. We are both licensed counsellors and looking forward to embark with you on a journey towards greater intimacy. We'll continue to explore what intimacy means and look at the crucial role it plays for the development of healthy, authentic and thriving relationships. Yeah, especially in these times when there are multiple distractions as our phones and social media that easily rob us of intimate relationships with God, with other human beings and with ourselves. Last week, we answered some questions from listeners regarding process addiction and how to set the foundation for intimacy for singles and couples. Some questions were given on questions that can be asked to move into greater intimacy. If you've missed that program, make sure that you get the podcast and share it with your friends. A yeah. lot of attentions have been given to the problems that addiction causes in individuals' and couples' relationships and their depth of intimacy. Today, we'll be speaking to Mac and Adin, who have together journeyed into greater intimacy with each other, with God, and with themselves. Mac and Adin run a business and are making significant impact on people's lives to the ministry that they do. Very welcome, Mac and Nadine. <laughs> Thank know, you, Frederick. Thank you. As you know, our program is called Into Me See. So thank you, Mac and Nadine, for allowing us and the listeners to see into you, to hear the story of your journey out of process addiction. Before we go into, the, into that, Mac, when did you come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus? Thank you, Suki and Frederick, for having us on the program with you today. Um, yes, when did I first have a relationship with Jesus? I was brought up in a home where we weren't Christians. My mom and dad forced us to go to Sunday school as children. And uh, at the age of 13, I was confirmed in the church and felt that I never needed to go back to church again. I did, however, in my last year of high school, uh, a friend of mine was Christian, and I went with him a few times to his church, and that really challenged me. And I felt like I could really identify with some of the, the Christian lifestyle that they were portraying. And uh, a year after I left school, I made my own personal commitment to follow Jesus. Mm, thank you very much, uh, Mac. Uh, yes, we all have a story. Adin, uh, in our connections with each other, I, I notice and I see that you have a relationship with Jesus as well. So when did that start? Yes, Frederick, I was really um, lucky in that I grew up in a Christian home, a loving uh, Christian parents, brothers, 
aunties, uncles, granny, grandpa. Um, but at the age of six years old, and I remember this day so clearly, my Sunday school teacher told us that don't think you're a Christian just because your mommy and daddy are Christians. You have to make your own decision whether you want to follow Jesus or not. Mm. That day, she prayed with me as I asked her, please, I want Jesus as Lord of my life. And she prayed with me, and from the age of six, um, I was serving the Lord. Mm. So that's many years, eh? And um, that didn't take away your struggles immediately, and uh, but it set the path ahead. Um, you know, I had shared with uh, listeners in the past uh, about my own struggle against process addiction, namely a porn addiction. Mac, how would you describe your struggle? Um, Frederick, yes. As, as a child, I was brought up in a dysfunctional home. My father was an alcoholic. My mother was bipolar. And she was brought up in an extremely dysfunctional family. Um, and she had many psychological damages because of her upbringing. And I, I, as a child, felt extremely lonely and isolated because none of my parents actually showed any physical form of love to me. I don't recollect mm. one occasion of one, one of my parents either kissing me or even hugging me mm. at any time in my life. Mm. So I was brought up feeling very lonely and I found comfort in sexual experiences even from a young age. Um, at the age of 13, I, I was exposed to really dark pornography for the first time in my life that I ever saw any pornography. And these images stuck in my mind and they, they really damaged and warped my understanding of intimacy, of sexuality. And, uh, and I, I started producing a habit of masturbation to pornography on an almost daily basis throughout my high school years. Mm. Yeah, and it just confirms what we said in our previous program that um, this sexual addiction can start very early on, and for you it was already at the age of 13. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us, Mac. It is common that the spouse of an addicted person often get the blame for the addict being an addict. Adin, how did you experience your relationship to Mac before he started a recovery journey? Yes, Vicky. Um, I really took the blame on myself um, for when every time Mac was caught out with some sexual issue, I would think it's because I'm not enough for him or I'm not pretty enough or I don't have the right figure. But I didn't know about the addiction. So my relationship with Mac was one of being subservient, I would say, constantly trying to seek his approval constantly trying to better myself. And the irony is that as I developed in, in myself and in my career, this would actually enable Mac to, to with his addiction. Um, because I'd be busy and focused on my career, so he would have ample space to, to act out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it just seems like the struggle is not only with Mac, but there is a certain part that you were also playing and that there were behaviors that you wanted to stop but couldn't stop. And this is very much like uh, the addicts. We want to stop this behavior, but we cannot do it. And it sounds a lot like Paul in Romans 7, uh, 18, where he says, 
I know that nothing good lives in me, that it is my sinful nature, for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. He did not deny that he had a struggle and was doing things that he didn't want to do and that he was wanting to do what is good. Mac, at what point did you realize and acknowledge that you had a problem? Frederick, I think I believe that when I get married that I wouldn't want to go back to porn. So I found this most perfect wife and I was just so in love with her and we got married and I thought I'm never going to go look at things like that again because I've got Mm. my wife of my dreams. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Mm. And it was only a year or so into our marriage that I started looking at pornography again. Um, I can so identify with Paul in uh, Romans 7, 18 um, because it is this whole struggle of spirit and flesh. And Paul said, you know, there's the things he doesn't want to be doing. Those are the actual things he does. Mm. And I felt that in my life, that is so what is happening. My spirit so wanted to serve God in fullness. And my spirit so didn't want to do anything sexual that was wrong or sinful. But I kept slipping up. I kept doing it. And I always felt that there was a problem. But I could never conquer this problem on my own. Mm. I knew that I had a problem. Mm. I prayed for deliverance. I prayed for God to take it away from me. And at the end of the day, I'd always slip back into it again, and I couldn't conquer it on my own. Yeah, that just sounds like a a very common thing that I think many struggle with, especially when we are Christians, and there's some kind of addiction. And the trauma, I know how we also, and Frederick, pray that God would take it away, and it didn't go away. But the beauty is that it eventually takes us into a deeper journey where real character transformation can take place. But we know it's a journey to get there. Adin, when did you realize your husband has got a problem? And how did this realization affect you and your relationship? Yeah, uh, I only realized the extent of the problem when we separated. And that's after 38 years of marriage. Um, we went to a joint counseling session with Matt's therapist, and his therapist explained to me what was happening. Um, I was in such shock. You know, I remember that day as I drove home, it was as if the clouds above my head just would drift apart, and I see the truth, but then it would just close up again mm. and be dark again and overcast. And then a little bit, the clouds will separate again. And then just like that, it's dark again. And I really believe that was the way I processed this truth, coming in and out of denial. Mm. Um, so, yes, to answer your question, only really after we separated at 38 years of marriage wow. did I realize the extent of this mm. problem. Mm. That must have been a huge shock. And I can just hear the trauma Um of, of that safety, that the illusion that everything was okay and then it's splattered um, after 38 yeah. years. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Mac, and I'm sure that um, that must have been devastating for you as well um, to see how your precious, beautiful wife that you have for 38 years is busy falling apart. Um, but so 
it seems to me that both of you and both of both couples, uh, I mean couples both in the relationship, um, need to seek help. And uh, but what prevented? What were the obstacles for you to see into each other? And uh, what was the things that were breaking down intimacy in your relationship? Yeah, to the extent that you had, you know, that it only became obvious after so many years. Yeah, I think, thanks, Frederick and Suki. You know, we had times of intimacy in, in our 38 years. It's not as if we of never course. connected. There of were course. times, but then there were times of real struggle. And I think the biggest obstacles that were in our life was my, the dishonesty that I had, that I had so many secrets and that I keep these secrets away from Adine. And um, I was dishonest with her. And um, there was the darkness inside of me that no one else knew about, that I would keep it so secret. And that obviously affected my ability to be intimate with Adine, my ability to emotionally connect, to spiritually connect with her. Um, there were just so many elements of falsehood in my, in my character. And uh, I had the fear of rejection. I, I, I'd been, I felt I was rejected by my parents as a child, and I was so scared that Adin would also reject me if she knew the true me, mm. if she knew all my secrets. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with Max. So, yeah, and for me, it was definitely the dishonesty that caused the, dis- the disconnect in our relationship. Um, and, and, of course, the infidelity. Mm. You know, um, Max, Addiction didn't stay with porn. It, it accelerated from there. And that infidelity was a huge uh, stumbling block. In fact, I don't call it a stumbling block. I call it a mountain mm. in our world. We couldn't just roll it out the way. Um, it was a mountain that both of us had to climb over. Mm. Because there was no way around it. And we had to go through the hills and the valleys and the thirst and the hot sun and and then just the pure exhaustion mm. um, that that came with all of it. Mm. Yeah. So those were all real. I would, as I say, I would call it mountains, not stumbling blocks. That would that would cause us to disconnect. Yeah, so it, I think what also has come out in your share now is that uh, this uh, addiction to pornography doesn't stay at pornography. Often it is increasing in severity. And it gets worse and worse. But before we continue, um, let's just take a break and uh, we'll be back shortly. Listen to some music. Mm, uh, thank you. Very welcome back. And thank you once again to Mac and Nadine. Um, you know, as a couple that are struggling, um, we struggle individually and as a couple, but we struggle physically, emotionally and spiritually. Mac, how did this impact your level of energy? Yes, emotional um, impact was quite big because I never expressed emotions. I suppressed them. I, I never allowed my, my emotions to come out. Uh, so spiritually, I couldn't be totally intimate with God because so often when I get close to God or when I feel God's presence, just my guilt and shame of having the sin in my life just become a, a bit a bit overwhelming. Mm. That is an example for how uh, this ongoing thing of addiction 
keeps us from being intimate with God and a deeper connection with God. And that's why the name of the program, God, we say what we do is intimacy with ourselves, God, and and our partners. Mm. And uh, this is exactly how it affects our relationship with God. And then just as our emotions and our spirituality is impacted, then also we become physically um passive and we lose energy even physically so uh, yeah all these things have an incredible impact on us because it's so draining right yeah adin i'm sure you were affected by that can you describe more more about that yes okay i think the physical um effect it had on me was quite uh, remarkable i remember the first time that i found massive form the physical effect it had on me. Immediately, I had this dry mouth, started shaking uncontrollably. Um, through the next few days, I lost my appetite, and I became physically ill. So it, it really had a strong physical effect on me. Emotionally, well, I mean, I just became a mess, um, especially later when I, I realized the full extent of this problem. My mind was just obsessed about what he's done. I couldn't fathom how this could have happened to me. Um, my mind was just a tumble dryer, spinning around with thoughts and emotions going in all directions and absolutely no order to any of it. Just a mess. Um, spiritually, well, I was angry at God. Um, I, I thought, Lord, I served you. I love you. We both do. How can you let this happen to us? Um, that eventually I, I realized that just through God's grace that he has always been with us. He's been faithful. He's loved us unconditionally. But in the beginning, it just basically affects me spiritually as well. Oh, you're just describing trauma. That's what I hear. Sure, Mac. Um... I can just hear you cringing as uh, Adine was describing what she was going through physically. Um, we don't even know emotionally and spiritually. So as you seeing Adine being hurt by your behavior, what were your own efforts to solve the problem and to ease the pain? And, and did they really work? Yeah, yeah. You know, Frederick, I tried to ease her pain by actually not telling her the truth. I, I thought if I could just keep secrets, then she wouldn't. They wouldn't affect her. So, and and I believe that my willpower would be strong enough to fix myself. Mm. So I, I kind of played God in my own life, and I, I wanted to fix myself. I wanted to fix this problem. I felt my willpower was strong enough, and and I, but it just never happened. It was like putting a plaster over things, and that other people can't see it, but deep down, it was still there. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So it's, it seems like your own efforts weren't really very effective. And um, yeah, and that actual fact, our own efforts make the problem worse. Mm. Adin, you, do, you did not have the same struggle as Mac. What was your role or part in the struggle? Yes, um, firstly, I should maybe say that I didn't know that the struggle was going on. I, I didn't know the struggle that he was having in his personal life. Mm. Um, the few times that he was caught out seemed like individual episodes to me. I didn't realize this was an ongoing addiction. I thought, oh, he's just being 
stupid again, you know, doing this stuff. And then I truly believe that it wouldn't happen again. Um, so, and even those times, I would enable him by covering up for him, making excuses mm. why we couldn't attend certain functions or, yeah, and I would really allow myself to be controlled and manipulated by him. And all the while, I thought that is what a good wife does. Mm. So, yeah, that was my struggle, really, just covering up for the individual slip-ups as I saw it at the time. Mm. So, so, Mac, um, uh, thank you, Adine, for that answer. Yeah, it is continues to be a struggle. So, Mac, um, I think perhaps I think you shared a little bit about this, that you were having an inner conflict um, having this struggle, this addiction, and then at the same time trying to live out your faith as a, f- a Christ follower. I mean, what does that look like? Yeah, I think, the first thing I want to say that I'm really grateful that God forgives us. Mm. And I, I felt that throughout my struggle that God didn't desert me, but that He loved me and He had forgiven me. Um, the struggle worked with me trying to stay clean. I, I wanted to serve the Lord. I really did. And that was my real struggle, mm. trying to stay clean. I felt that I was a hypocrite. I mm. couldn't lead in the church anymore. I had to stand down from church leadership. Um, I had this conflict going on within me, just like Paul said in Romans 7. Mm. And how do I serve God? How do I serve the church and try to stay clean at the same time? Mm. Um, I eventually stopped serving the church and gave up, made all sorts of excuses why I couldn't be serving in the church mm. until I came into full recovery and started working a program of recovery. Mm. Yo, yeah, thank you, Mac. That seems to me that it required a journey and it required a turning point. So Acts 3.19 mm. says, Therefore repent, turn back, so that your sin may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So Mac, what brought you to that point where you turned? I reached rock bottom. When we separated, um, I just felt that my life had become totally unmanageable. I could not control this addiction. These habits, they, 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 weren't, they were just like such a mountain in my life. Um, I contacted a Christian brother, and he suggested that I see a, a therapist, mm. um, Having truly repented, I then really did repent, started working together with my counselor on my issues. I confessed all my sins. I wrote them all down from when I was a child, and I confessed them to my therapist. Um, And the Bible says that if we confess our sins, we will be healed. Um, And all my secrets came out. Hmm. Everything that I'd ever done, all my secrets, and I just continually handed it over to God. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, we can see that both of you experience a lot of brokenness and woundedness. There's a large but, though, because Jesus says that the good work he has started in us, he will bring to completion. That is why we constantly say that our stories do not end there. Unfortunately, your story didn't end there, right? We look forward to telling the, the next week to tell more about how Jesus brought intimacy back into your relationship. It will also be an opportunity to give listeners some practical tips and steps they can take when they're in a similar situation. 
Yeah, thank you very much, Mac and Nadine, for taking the time to share the difficulties you experienced because of your wounds uh, in your lives. But as Yusuke was saying, the story does not end here. But by the strengthening of the Holy Spirit, you took courageous steps to embark on a journey of restoration and increased intimacy so that you're able to share that with us uh, and the struggles and the rewards of walking this journey and allowing us to see into you. So, listeners, remember that we'll be answering your questions at the beginning of the month. Please share your stories, challenges and victories with us. We'd love to hear from you, listeners. Please continue to send your comments, remarks or questions to... Frederick Suki at kpulpit.com. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, Mac and Nadine. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. This NZ was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.